Hello, this is Katie, your functional medicine nutritionist, and I'm here with my husband, Phil. Hello. And we are, I don't know what that voice was, but we are going to be talking today about what should you talk with your doctor about. So if you're going to go to the doctor just for a regular, you know, checkup or annual appointment, what should you try to make sure to ask for so that you can see if you're in the best state of health you can be in. A really good way to uh, really understand this topic is to just never go to your doctor and then you don't have to ask any of these. Right, Katie? Is that what your plan is? Well, you know... How long has it been since you've been to Let's the doctor? Let's not talk about that. Let's just move on. <laughs> okay. So what is the first thing that we want to think about when we are going to the doctor? So there's... How many know, apples have you had? Yes, an apple a day. Keeps the doctor... Away. So that would not be what we're looking for right now. This is confusing. This is going to the doctor. And apples are away. nutritious. Anyways. So we want to think about first about what we can get in, the, in that interaction with them. So it's a physical interaction. So we want to think about, okay, what benefit could we get from being one-on-one -on -one, uh, in person with a doctor? And that is them being able to feel if there's anything wrong. So, you know, they might typically feel around the abdomen a little bit or listen to sounds, but one big one that especially a lot of women can be at risk for is an enlarged thyroid. So it's going to be great too, if your doctor doesn't already do this, make sure what they call uh, palpate the thyroid. So they're going to feel around and kind of try to get a sense of the size of it. And if there could be any bumps or nodules or enlargement, and especially as we age or if we go through menopause, it becomes a lot um, higher chance that these things can show up. So we definitely just want to make sure that they are feeling around the thyroid and just around the whole neck area because there's also lymph nodes there and lymph nodes can be uh, enlarged um, or misplaced and that could be a sign of a you know really low grade chronic infection or inflammation that might not be picked up on labs. Now you mentioned mentioned women specifically with thyroid and things like that, but I mean, does that apply for men too? Yeah. I mean, so it's just that men have a little bit lower likelihood that something would come up. It's definitely more common in women, but it can definitely happen in, in either gender. Men have other issues. Yes, they do. Um, so that's, that's like the first thing would be hands-on for the rest of the stuff that's not as much hands-on. You know, the when you walk into the doctor's appointment, usually you get your heart rate and your blood pressure checked. Make sure you know what those numbers are because they are looking for, hey, is anything really unusual that we might need to like add medication for or create a diagnosis around? And like that's pretty end stage, but you can see, you know, things going the wrong direction way before a doctor is concerned about it. So you wanna know, are you in a healthy place or are you starting to go in the wrong direction? So we want to look at that heart rate and blood pressure number. I mean, those are like the most basic indicators that you can get. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like if, if these are in a good place, it means you're in good health because, you know, they are not only going to be in a bad place when you're in pretty bad health, uh, which could be just related to stress. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have like a, some terminal disease or something, but like your heart rate will definitely be impacted by stress, which we know then stress creates a bunch of health issues. So we want to see a heart rate that's in the 60s and 70s. So a heart rate in the 90s while sitting would be considered high. So the 80s is kind of in that borderline range. It's definitely not what most people are going to be in, but it also doesn't really indicate disease. So we're looking for the 60s and 70s for your resting heart rate. And then blood pressure, we want to see that between the, the top number um, should be below 120. So 90 to 120. 
and then the bottom number should be 60 to 80. So anything under 120 over 80 is really healthy. Um, anything about 15 points over that is kind of borderline. So you don't have high blood pressure yet, but it's going in the wrong direction. What if you have 128 gigs of RAM? Um, you can tell me more about that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I have no idea what that would mean. Um, but it's, it is interesting because so many times I hear people saying, well, my blood pressure was really low and it was like uh, 100 over 70 or 110. And it's like the doctor will say that's low, but it's only because they're so used to always seeing it be unhealthy. Mm. And so that, you know, to have a healthy range of blood pressure actually, you know, and nowadays is considered low because so many people don't have one. So it's important to kind of know those ranges for yourself. Okay, so wait, so here's an actual serious question. So, I mean, so many times, you know, a doctor will come in and be like, well, you're fine, everything looks normal. Mm -hmm. Is that always the case? Normal means not a disease that I can diagnose or give you a medication for. So that is the doctor's, you know, whole role. They have like, five or 10 minutes to decide whether or not you're in trouble. And so just because you're not in trouble and you're technically normal, meaning like you can walk away and I'm not worried that something's going bad's going to happen to you. That does not mean you're healthy, healthy and normal for a doctor's, uh, you know, description of your health, um, does not, they not equate each other. Mm. I think that's really important because so yeah. many people in individualized, you know, an individual wants to get healthy. Right. But doctors are not trained in health. They're trained in sickness. That's interesting. It's very deceiving that it's called health care. It should be called called sick care. Um, Okay, so the one that you guys are all wanting to know about, labs. So everyone wants to know, okay, what Today we're talking about poodles, though. So sorry. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're very uh, distracting today. Well, I do what I can (laughs) for the listeners. What? So with the labs, there's, you know, when I'm evaluating a client, I'm going to run a bunch of different functional things. A typical doctor is not going to run this. So what kind of labs can you get out of your typical doctor? So the basic ones, CBC, CMP, and lipids. That's like what every doctor will run. What are CMP and CBC? Complete blood count and then a um, comprehensive metabolic panel. Comprehensive metabolic, what does that follow? Kidney, liver function, white blood cells, red blood cells, frank anemia, that kind of basic stuff. Okay. Um, On top of that, lipids is your cholesterol panel. So those are like the basics. So things you might want to or need to ask for is a good uh, A1C, which is a three-month average of your blood sugar. That's going to tell you a lot more than just the fasting glucose. So, and that can help you decide, you know, see if you're becoming pre-diabetic or not. So, um, so your A1C is, is not determined by the donut that you ate just before exactly. coming in. Yeah. Or you just like ate really well for three days cause you know, you're getting your blood drawn. <laughs> <laughs> and so the A1C will give us that three month average. So it'd be a lot more accurate. Now what if you've averaged, you know, it gives you your average donut for a three month period. <laughs> Got it. Hopefully you're not averaging enough donuts to create an average. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, and then we want to get a more in-depth thyroid panel. So if a doctor runs thyroid, they're usually only looking at TSH, but we want to ask for free T3 and free T4. These are your actual thyroid hormones. You can have a normal TSH and not have enough thyroid hormone. So it's important to get all three to get the whole picture. 
Interesting. So, like, you can have weird fractions that still average out to, like, a normal number? No, the TSH sometimes just doesn't, it's not communicating well with the cells. So, TSH isn't a thyroid hormone. It's a, actually a brain hormone. So, it can just be where your brain is not connecting well with how much your thyroid's actually making. Interesting. It's more the exception, but it still happens quite often. Um, and then vitamin D, everyone should be getting vitamin D once a year. We have heard so much about that with COVID. It really is just such an important vitamin and it's so easy to fix. We want to see vitamin D above 50. So we need to have that measured regularly until it's above 50. And then you can kind of figure out like what your good supplement dose is. And then the last one is CRP, which uh, actually is HSCRP high sensitivity CRP. So this is a marker of inflammation. And so this is so good to get a sense of, well, you, you know, everything might be healthy right now, but you could be inflamed, which means you're gonna be developing disease. So it's a really nice early indicator of your of your health status and where you're headed. What does CRP stand for? C-reactive protein. Interesting. Um, so if you've got joint pain or headaches or gut issues, those are all reasons you can get CRP run. Um, if you are a woman who's still on your period, still having your period, you would also want to ask for an anemia panel. So, um, you know, you can always ask for an anemia panel regardless. You might be eating too much iron from your food, um, or you might be inflamed and that can show up in your anemia panel. But especially if you are still having your period, then you'd want to ask for an anemia panel. So even if you get all these, you know, results and then your doctor comes back in and says, well, everything looked normal. Happens then... all the time. And guess what? Usually things are not normal. So you have to get your own copy of your labs, whether it's a MRI, an ultrasound, or just blood work. Always make sure you have your own copy because what you're looking for might be different from what the doctor's looking for. And what they are really going to notice on the labs that day can depend on how busy they are, how well they've slept. So, you know, you want to be the interpreter or have someone who has a more holistic or functional perspective, you know, interpret those. And they might be interpreted differently in a couple years when we know more. So you want to always have your own record. Make sure you guys save that somewhere. So you're now prepared for a good doctor's visit. Thank you for listening. And check out my website in the show notes if you want to learn more about what I do. Catch you on the flip side, Fabjax. My husband is so weird.